Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at Remax Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hey now. Hello, friends. It's uh, been an interesting 24 hours. Yeah. I am kind of interested in this John Tory mayoral thing only because it's so bizarre. I don't think that most people, based on the polling I've seen, expected him to resign over having had the affair. The fact that she was a junior subordinate, I know people have an issue with that. We talked about that earlier this week, but he did come out and resign. Then we heard he might not resign. He might stay on, Mm. but he's going to stay on only until he gets the budget passed. And then people said he might just pretend like he never resigned in the first place and just carry on like he's still the mayor. If you resign, even if it's not in writing, isn't that a resignation? That's what I thought. If I say to my boss, fuck you, I'm done and walk out the door, he's going to start hiring somebody to replace me. I can't just go back and say, so I was kidding. I didn't put it in writing. You can't do that, right? I don't know. Like, to me, it's like he sh- he, he has resigned and that's it. And, and that's what, where it should be. He should end it. That's fine. What I'm wondering, though, is like, where where are where is this in like late night? Has anyone been talking about this? We don't really I, have late night. No, here, though. I, I don't mean. But I mean, it was I know it was drugs and sh- different shit with Rob Ford. OK, I'm fully aware that was different shit. But I mean, even like a mayor having an affair with a staffer. Where like the Americans don't give a fuck. Like, I don't it's think a big they care city. About it's this. the only city they know. Like Toronto's one of the only cities some play, some people know in the states. And I was totally expecting it to be kind of anywhere else. But I'm like, oh shit, it really is just like an internal thing for us here. I think they don't want to open Pandora's box because they probably have no idea how many mayors are having affairs and how many people in general are having affairs. Well, that's the thing too. Is like he knew he was going to be caught, I suppose, or it was going to be published. I, I would love to know a little more about behind the scenes on that whole thing, though. But I think that's one of the reasons why he's not going to run. I don't think he's going to run. I, I think that he is done because I think that if you, he does run, it's going to open a, that box that you're speaking of. And we're going to find out a little bit more about what happened behind the scenes. And he knows that the Gen Pop isn't going to like it. No, you're, you're right. He has now handed in his resignation letter. He passed the budget. Massive tax increase. If I'm not mistaken, I heard it was the biggest tax increase since amalgamation. Oh, boy. Wild. And then he's just going to fly out the door with a massive drop on people who cannot afford that right now. Is his wife staying with him? What's going on there? Are, are they separate? I don't know because there was rumors that they were separated or separating. Was it because of this. I mean, look, that shit's none of my business, but gosh, I'm curious. Aren't we all? (laughs) I'm curious what happens now. They have to call a by-election and the by-election is going to be interesting because who knows who's going to come out of the woodwork. It's not like the provincial or federal system where you need to get the nomination from your party. Literally anyone can sign up to run for mayor of Toronto. So someone is going to be the mayor It may even be John Tory if he decides he wants to run again. And we know that Doug Ford 
the premier really wants John to run again because he created these strong mayor powers with John Tory in mind. He wasn't expecting John to walk away after Mm -hmm. four months because he had an affair with a woman less than half his age. But yesterday, the premier was doing a news conference and it was actually funny at times. I'm going to play some of that in a sec. First off, here is the premier talking about what would happen if John doesn't run again. Hi, Premier. Uh, Dave Allow with CBC News. Hi, Dave. Um, are you afraid that the expanded mayoral powers that you gave to John Tory would backfire if your government, uh, if a liberal or more left-leaning mayor gets into office? Well, if a lefty mayor gets in there, God help the people of Toronto. We saw it before when Rob was there. Taxes going through the roof, you know, out-of-control spending, uh, worrying about, you know, lining the pockets of city halls, coffers. We have a different philosophy. Our philosophy is put money back into the taxpayers' pockets, reinvest into companies, and that's how you have a thriving economy. But folks, I'll tell you, if uh, a left-wing mayor gets in there, we're, we're toast. I'll tell you, it'd be a disaster in my opinion. And uh, so I, I believe uh, Mayor Tory's done a great job on economic development, making sure we build great transit systems, and keeping uh, taxes as low as he can at the rate of inflation. Uh, and that's what we need. Well, you're wrong about the taxes there, Doug. But either way, you're right. He was good for economic development. I just, uh, I don't think I've ever heard a premier say, God help us, we're toast if we get a lefty in there. That's a fairly honest thing that I would yeah. expect them to say behind the scenes, not to an actual camera. Nah, that's what we love. We love that honest Doug, though, don't we? Well, have you been following the saga of Doug Ford's daughter's stag and doe. Ugh, yeah. Well, I mean, have I been following closely? No. Have I heard of it? Yeah. So he held this stag and doe at his place. Yeah, keep the costs low. You don't need to go out and rent a banquet hall. He's got a nice place there in Etobicoke. So they have this stag and doe, and it was 150 bucks a ticket, and we all know how stag and does work. $150? What happened to like $10 a ticket to a stag and doe? Cat, I got- Holy shit! I got invited to a $200 stag and doe. Shut up. And it's not the daughter of the premier. It's just a regular Joe Blow who rented out a, a banquet hall. Oh. And, and not only was it $200 a ticket, you're supposed to bring a prize donation. Oh, wow. Was it like open? I'm assuming this is like open bar scenario, though. Yeah. Because like for me, I re- I recall Stag and Doe's being like 10, 15 bucks. But then once you get through the door, it's like raffle tickets. Then there's the bar. And then there's any number of other 50-50 and toonie tosses and all kinds of shit. Yeah, it's like that. Uh, for this one too it's at a banquet hall and they're treating it just like the wedding sit down dinner open bar I don't get I don't get that I have zero interest in going to that I think I'm just gonna give him a hundred bucks and tell him to fuck off I don't want to go to that that's nice of you like, I don't know, like for me, it was always less, like steak and doughs were always less than a hundred bucks. Don't need to be at fancy places and have dinners. Like, I don't understand. Because the cost of everything has gone up and that's not the problem of the couple getting married. It's the problem of everyone who knows them. God help you if you get invited to a wedding this summer. It's going to be expensive. And some, We're getting off track. I apologize. But like, and some people's rehearsal dinner being more expensive or if not the same amount as a wedding too, like it baffles me. Like, why don't you just fucking get married at the rehearsal dinner? Because it's so, it's so lavish and lovely. You get dinner and everything. We just... Is it just people who have a lot of money? Like, I don't understand. Well, for this stag and doe, the Fords had invited a number of developers. And Ford has said many times in the past and recently that he's friends with some developers. So some of these developers got the invite and and then the integrity commissioner started investigating. Hey, were, were they paying for access to you and to see your home and all that sort of stuff? Or were these just friends that bought tickets to support your daughter and her fiance? 
The integrity commissioner already cleared the premier, but some of the media is still asking questions about this, even though I thought the story was over. So first off, this is Doug Ford being asked yesterday about the stag and doe affair. Thank you. Um, Thank you. Who sent out the donation request to developers and other stakeholders for your daughter's stag and doe? Well, again, we're, we're going to go back to this again. Every, mm. well, first of all, I know the rules. I've been in politics for years. And I was 100% cleared with the integrity commissioner. Um, but my daughter has a personal life. I don't get involved in that. You know, uh, we've known tens of thousands of people over the years. And I don't sit there with a checklist as they're coming through the door. But I can tell you, this is the first time in Canadian history you go after any premier's family, which there used to be an unwritten rule, you don't do that. Go after any mayor's family, any prime minister, but I guess when it comes to us, there's different rules and I'm, you know, it's just, uh, my, my opinion, it's absolutely ridiculous. About $150 stag? You got to be kidding me. Huh. All right. I agree with them. I don't know why this is still an issue. I mean, it's been investigated by the integrity commissioner. The integrity commissioner said, it's fine. No breach here. Carry on. But they keep asking questions. And I thought that after he gave that response, where he kind of fought back a little bit against the silly question, I thought that that would be the end of it. But no, it kept going. Do you know how much money your family raised from that stag and doe in total? How much of it came from developers? And who did that money go to oh, specifically? Boy. Oh, you got to be kidding, Colin. You know something? You've known us for years. No one can influence the Fords. No one, first of all. Not to mention a $150 stag ticket. You know, we know tens of thousands of people, Colin. You've known our family for years. We open the door, no matter if it's a Ford Fest, that's 6,000 people show up in a matter of five hours or any other event. You know something? The boys took care of that. I was glad to see people came by. And by the way, the vast majority of people were there. My daughters are all, well, three out of four are with police officers. Place was packed full of police officers, and by the way, they're champions. We support them, and uh, no that's what I have to say about this, Colin. Okay, I appreciate it, Premier. Um, I, I understand that the Integrity Commissioner cleared you. The Integrity oh, Commissioner said man. as much, but uh, that process, much of it, is confidential. Are you willing to waive that confidentiality in the interest of transparency, so the public can see what you shared oh. with the Integrity Commissioner and what the Integrity Commissioner said to you, Colin? My daughter is a private citizen. I don't know, I don't know what you don't understand. Colin, Colin, it was my daughter's stag. They went out, we opened the doors, the vast majority of people just walked through the backyard. It was a regular stag like, like you may have when your kids get older, Colin. But there has to be a point. The, you have to have journalistic integrity. We're talking here about Magna, we're talking about job creation, and you want to talk about a $150 stag. Next question. <laughs> That's great. You know what, though? I mean, I know that there's journalists who are looking around at the current landscape asking, why is everybody pissed off at us? It's because of shit like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like, there's a lot of problems around us right now. Why, when you get Five questions and a follow-up, would you waste two of them talking about the stag and doe that was probably a non-starter 
and the integrity commissioner has already investigated and cleared it. I don't understand. That's funny. I also don't understand why, as relentless as some Queens Park reporters are, why we haven't put them as part of the Ottawa Press Bureau. Imagine the prime minister getting pressed on anything the way they press Doug Ford on stuff. It's crazy to me that he had to sit there and listen to those questions. I felt bad for Magna, too. For those who didn't actually get the announcement, here it is. You can decide if this is information that the public should know. Magna is investing almost half a billion dollars to expand their facilities in Guelph, Brampton, Newmarket, Windsor, Penetang, and Belleville. 1,000 new jobs being created all in the auto sector, mainly producing battery and paint casings, whatever those are. Hmm. Either way, a thousand new jobs and a half billion dollar investment? I kind of wanted to hear a little more. I don't give a shit about the stag and dough. And by the way, I probably would have bought a ticket, but nobody invited me. <laughs> yeah, that was, I, I assume that was like invite only ticket. It's not like anyone could buy it. Yeah, I don't think it was like on Ticketmaster or anything, but nonetheless, <laughs> uh, you know, I mean... <laughs> I just don't understand why they kept going back to that yesterday. It was ridiculous. Uh, it's day five, and we still don't know what we shot down over Yukon or over, or over Lake Huron. They haven't found the wreckage, they say, or they have found it, and they're not saying. And and the prime minister's not even here. He bailed to the Bahamas. It's the Is this uh, his vacation, or is he working? Well, interesting question. I'm going to say there's a little bit of nuance here because the prime minister does not want to be in Ottawa right now. He doesn't want to be there because question period is miserable for him and Pierre Polyev and, and all the other leaders are all over the fucking guy and he gets shit on every time he's in Ottawa. So he keeps taking off and finding new places to go. He just spent a couple of days in the Yukon. He was back for a day. Now he's down in the Bahamas. Now down in the Bahamas, they're holding the Caribbean Leaders Summit. Now, until we do something like, I don't know, make the Turks and Caicos a province in Canada, we don't have any Caribbean ties right now. So it makes no sense that he's there. He says he was invited as a guest to hear the Caribbean nations talk about the problem in Haiti and learn more about what Canada can do to help. The prime minister's already been briefed. Like you wouldn't believe on the situation in Haiti. In fact, we sent a spy plane down there just to see it for ourselves. So I don't know what he's going to learn down there that he doesn't already know, but it's a good excuse to go to the Bahamas. The weather's going to be shit here this weekend. I kind of don't blame the guy. I think we all know how it usually works, much like the news that we got late Friday. I feel like if we learn anything new about what was shot down, that it's going to come to light on Friday afternoon if it's not good. <laughs> or if it's something, again, that they want buried, because that's usually how it happens. So I'm going to venture a guess that we're going to hear something about it Friday afternoon. Okay. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We um we got a DM yesterday, and <laughs> I admit, I think I screwed up on this. We had a great conversation going the other day, and, and one of the things we said is, Kat was sitting courtside at the Raptors game on Sunday, and you made a comment about how expensive it was. We said, okay, you know what? We'll circle back. We'll talk about that on tomorrow's pod. And then I shit the bed and forgot all about it. Mm -hmm. So can we go back to Sunday? You had courtside seats for the Raptors game. I had to do a double take when I looked at the TV. 
Is that cat? What is she doing there? I know. The seats I had, you could see mainly like the back of my head. That's where the camera was basically because we were facing, you know, where like Jack Armstrong sits and where the team sit, right? Where the benches are. But yeah, it was really cool. I, I got to uh, experience, I, I've had good tickets before. Not as good though, but yes. The, what, you know the MasterCard has that area, like the MasterCard seats, there are chairs. I've seen them, but never sat in them. You've never sat in them? No, MasterCard, oh, we have some if you'd mutual, like to. We have some mutual friends that have to, well, here's the thing. It's not a MasterCard thing. It's a company thing. So companies purchase these season tickets and they're good tickets. Either you're a sponsor of the team or the Scotiabank Arena, whatever it is, you get first dibs on these tickets. There's a lot of companies and that's how I ended up there. In case you're wondering, there's a company that had season tickets that gave me a pair of season tickets for front row, right? So I I was like, yeah, I, when am I ever gonna get the chance to do that again? So I went with my girlfriend who works for said company and we, uh, yeah, we went to the game. So cool, they don't cost anything because these kind of, these companies buy these tickets because they get to write them off, but they also get to give them to clients and give them to employees and everything else. That's usually how it works. You and can't really purchase these tickets unless you're purchasing it from someone who has tickets. That's good for loyalty too. Yeah, I mean, if it is my, amazing. If my credit card company says, hey, you know what? We've ripped you off for enough interest this year. We're going to throw you some courtside Raptors tickets. I don't tickets. know how often that happens. It's more clients that are spending money. Okay. It's more people who spend money or people who they want to impress that uh, get tickets. Well, That's all it is. I would love a perk like that from any company, and you got to know that that, that helps with retention for it keeping clients and attracting new ones. absolutely does. It absolutely does. It's a good thank you to your employees. It's a good, hey, client, stick around. This is a nice perk. I get why companies do it. And by the way, when you leave, when you decide, if you decide to opt out of season's tickets, you can't get back in again. The wait list is fucking long for Raptor season tickets in those spots, even at the price point that they're at. Well, you have to buy the ability to buy first. Yeah. So before you even pay for the tickets, you need one of those licenses and those things don't come up very often. Well, that's the thing. They don't like once you lose it, you're it's gone. It's gone. You can't just be like, no, nah, maybe I'll join next season, but this season I'm going to pass. Nope. Fuck you then. You're, you're on the, you're <laughs> back on the wait list. So that's usually how it works. Like a little behind the scenes for you. So yes, I, I did not pay anything for these front row tickets. So that's not the cost. That's not the cost I was talking about when I said how expensive it is, but I'm looking around at some of the families that are there and I'm thinking, yeah, I know. I understand how expensive it can be for tickets when you're trying to buy for like four people or whatever. But we decide to go to Scotia Club. Now there's a couple of different clubs you can go to. Because we have the seats we have, that's the only way you're allowed into certain restaurants. Scotia Club is not one of those ones. But it was, uh, there's a couple, and I now I forget the name of one of them. Someone's going to DM me and let me know. But there's some that you actually can't get into unless you have those tickets. But we couldn't get a reservation at that, that time. So we went to Scotia Club. Did you go there because it was just close and convenient, or did you go hoping you'd run into some of the celebrities that were also oh, sitting courtside? I didn't even think about this a little, the celebrity aspect. No, I just wanted we just wanted to check it out. Okay. So the menu's pretty intense. A lot, a lot of items, but the items are expensive. I went with the cheap. Okay, here's here, okay, here we go. Ready? So I went with. I'm going to tell you my meal. You tell me how much it cost. Okay. Yeah. Chicken Caesar salad. Sorry, chicken Caesar. Chicken Caesar. Chicken breast cut up. Okay. Yeah. Glass of wine. Okay. We split a wings app 50-50. How much was my bill? After tip. Okay, so. After tax and tip. One glass of wine. Yeah. Chicken Caesar salad. Uh-huh. Half an order of appetizer chicken wings. Uh-huh. 60 bucks? 160 bucks. 160 dollars. <laughs> Yeah. What the fuck? I know. That's at Scotia Club? That's at, that was at Scotia Club, yeah. The, now, the food was fantastic. And 
portions were great. So I do want to stress that it's not like you got nothing. Yeah. The it, entire head of lettuce was $2.99. Serv- I know it's, it's insane, but the service was incredible. The food was really good, but I looked around and there was a family. Obviously they, obviously they have money. You don't go there with like a ginormous family and not have money to spend on it. But there's like a family next to us, like seven people eating there. And I'm thinking like, what are you even getting off the menu today? This is insane. So that was the mainly the cost that I was talking about. But uh, yeah, that that was intense. It was an experience though. And great when you're at the restaurant, you have great seats. You could see down to the court. We were watching the warmups from our seat up top. And then we went down courtside and then courtside, a couple glasses of wine. I bought a round of, of a glass of glasses of wine for $60 too, courtside. For two glasses of uh-huh. wine? $60. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. But it was <laughs> Isn't it insane? But at what point does MLSE say, you know what? We've got a pretty captive audience here because this is two marquee franchises in their league. We've got the Leafs and the Raptors and everybody loves them. So we can charge whatever we want. But just because we can doesn't mean we should rip somebody off $60 for two glasses of wine. I mean, you could literally get three bottles of wine at the LCBO. Good bottles. For 60 bucks. So the shitty thing about being there in that, in those seats, okay? Because there are downsides. I know you're thinking, ah, oh, fuck, how hard is it? No, there are a couple things. Number one, I think I mentioned this the first time I talked about it. There's constant, well, I shouldn't say there's constantly a butt in your face, but there's a good chance there's going to be a butt in your face at one point or the other, whether it's a ref or whether it's a player. Fine. That's fine. Also, my constant fear was that someone's going to knock a drink out of my hand with a basketball at some point. And that did happen to someone who was sitting like kind of adjacent to where we were. <laughs> Thankfully, it wasn't me. But there's no cup holders. There's no cup holders. So you have to put your, like, your drink like between your legs or you have to hold on to it. Oh. That's pretty much it. And sure enough, my girlfriend, who had the tickets for a good reason, she's a chief financial officer, so she damn well deserved the tickets. She knocked her glass of, <laughs> glass of wine over underneath the seat. $30? I would have got down and sucked it up. No, 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 no. They'll give you a free one. They'll give you, a, or sorry, I shouldn't say free one. They'll give you another one. Really? Because they realize, like, where the fuck are you supposed to put your cup? Uh, so we just said she knocked it over and they're so so the arena because a they don't want you to get up out of your seat when you're courtside fun fact that's why they serve you so that's why we had a server there and everything else they come to you everything else because why would they want you up out of your seat you're gonna distract people watching the game if you get up so stay seated we'll bring it to you you spilled sit down i'll get you another glass don't worry about it so that part was kind of nice for those who don't listen to our morning shows on 91.5 The Beat and Energy 95.3, Kat does a great segment called What's Trending. It's at 6.30, 7.30, and around 9.20-something. Yeah. See, we're done at 9.30, so we can't start it at 9.30, so we just yeah. bump it up a little bit. It's fine. We've been doing it for years. Nobody says anything. Nah. So in that today, there was something that I found really, really interesting. For the first time ever... Adults will spend more time watching digital content on platforms like Netflix, TikTok, and YouTube than they will on traditional TV. Linear TV in 2023 will average three hours of viewing per day. Digital video watching, three hours and 11 minutes a day. This is a turning point mm-hmm. in our entertainment habits. And one that I think we knew, we knew it was headed in this direction, but the thing is the competition is so fierce. So you hear those things like Netflix, YouTube. Okay, that makes sense. But eventually it may not be those particular services. It might be someone else. But will, will TV, will cable ever be at the top anymore? I don't think so, because I think you're right. This is a turning point, and I don't think we're going back. Here's the problem that I've got 
we, we've invested so much into the tech we have. Think about all the money you've spent over the years. You've probably invested in VCRs. You've bought DVD players, Blu-ray players, HDMI cables. You've probably got a 60, 70, 80-inch TV in your living room. Flat screen. And that replaced the last flat screen that you had. Thousands and thousands of dollars to get the perfect picture. Like it really can't get any better than it is in your living room right now. And then to boot, you added in a 5 or a 7.1 surround sound mm-hmm. system. And you've created a movie theater in your home. We pay big money to go out and experience this. And despite all of that, all the money you spent and all the tech, even though that TV is right there, you'll still sit there and watch something on your phone. Yeah, it's true. It drives it's me true. fucking crazy. You'll do it. Well, the other one's on too. You're like, oh, I'm going to take advantage of this, but I'm also on my phone. I know. That's us. What a waste of money. That's that's life that we're living now. You've got a $3,000 television on your wall, yet you're watching something on a five and a half inch screen and (laughs) loving it. Not just loving it, you're fully immersed in it. Yeah. It's like an upgrade when you watch something on an iPad or on a Surface. But there's a 60-inch television right there. And speaking of those TVs, I mean, smart TVs are are just that. They're smart. And they sync up to your device really easily. And I don't know if a lot of people realize it or if they're just too lazy to do it. But we are trying to get more into the habit of, of launching it to the TV from our phone. We're getting better at it. I kind of wish using voice commands, and I feel like we're not far off, especially with all the improvements in AI. I should be able to say, hey, TV, call up my Instagram feed. And I should be able to basically just scroll on the TV as if the TV is my phone. Ah. I don't want to just watch something on my phone and stream it to the TV. I want the TV to do it. And I think once we get to that level, maybe we'll go back to this. Or maybe we should just scrap all of the televisions because we're all watching shit on a five and a half inch screen. <laughs> no, we can't do that because there's certain things you got to watch on the big screen, you know? It's the licensing shit that's trouble, eh? Like when it comes to licensing, that's what ruins it for consumers. It really does because you can't have this on this platform and you can't have that on that platform. So you got to go there for that. There's no streamlining one spot. Everything's going to be on it and everyone's going to get along nicely. It just doesn't happen. It's the reason why we have to have like five streaming services just to catch up with all the good shows apparently and why we have to end up saying, no, I'm not doing that because who can afford having all of the streaming services? Our friends over at York University just completed a fairly comprehensive study involving 300 people. They were studying our sexual habits, and they had these couples daily fill out a survey about their sex life. And it was some simple questions like, did you do it last night? Were you turned on last night? Did you? (laughs) That's invasive. What fucking position were you in last night? That sort of stuff. So they wanted to know all about our love lives. And something interesting came out of it. Whether it was spontaneous, like you, me, we're doing it right now. <laughs> Take off your clothes. Whether it was that or it was, uh, well, I'm working late tonight and tomorrow the Leafs play. Saturday, there's not much going on. Sex, Saturday, 5 p.m., be there. <laughs> Whether you schedule it or it comes up spontaneously really had no impact on your overall enjoyment of it. Well, good. But they also found that there was a perception that people thought, and they attribute this mainly to movies and TV, they thought spontaneous was better. In reality, spontaneous wasn't any better than scheduling it in, which makes me think, 
maybe I should start scheduling it in. But then I thought about the logistical aspect of it. Do I need to coordinate that with her on her calendar? Do I create a shared calendar? Do I send her like a <laughs> some sort very of a, formal. a dirty invite for Sunday at 1 p.m. in right. the basement? <laughs> Write a note that starts with, dear madam, <laughs> I would like to take your panties off Tuesday at 7.14 p.m. Well, when you think about how busy everybody is and all the shit that we've all yes. got going on, Look, it makes sense to schedule it. I love that they did this survey and I am even more thrilled with the results of this survey. As someone who's busy but still loves having sex with my husband, sorry if you're listening, mom, I do a lot, or his mom, I, I still enjoy it. It's still very important in, in our life, in our relationship, but we're busy. We both have jobs and side hustles. We both have two children. We manage a household. There's shit we want to do in our social lives. We've got calendars filled with shit. If we have to plan ahead, I'm fucking planning ahead. Mm -hmm. I'm looking at, oh, I've got this and I've got that. Well, we're fucking tonight then for sure then. I've got to squeeze this happen. one in, honey. It's, it's happening. Or if that means Saturday, it's going to be it. Don't care. It's good to know that the results are still positive if you have to do it that way. And people are busy, but it's important to them still. So if you have to schedule it, it's good to know. It doesn't mean you're going to enjoy it any less. Spontaneous is still important and there is room for it. Absolutely. If there's room for it on the calendar. But if not, <laughs> you should schedule it in. Can I set yeah. a recurring appointment? Like every every Monday at 845 in the shower and every Sunday at one in the basement. Like, How do I plan all this out? Because I'm really trying to wrap my mind around this. Is it a shared calendar? What if my kids see it? That's a dirty thing to see. You know, like it's kind of weird. <laughs> You, what if put I, it, you don't put it in the calendar as sex. What do I put it under? Anything else but that. <laughs> Appointment. Appointment. <laughs> meeting you, with my commit. You come up with meeting with your commit. You have to do that. But don't tell me you've never in, in your mind at least scheduled something because you look ahead to your week and you go, fuck, I'm a busy person. I've got this, that, that, and that. Or are you all spontaneous? You don't care when it happens, it happens, whatever. If it doesn't happen for a full week, it doesn't happen for a full week. I'm really good at scheduling off my work stuff. And I know that, for example, today I've got a, a work thing in the afternoon and then we've got the evening show tonight on Fresh and Berry and that's great. I know that I have no time for sex. If I scheduled it in, I still don't know that I would find time for it, but at least I would know eventually I'm going to do it. Things like the laundry, that needs to be done all the time. I don't schedule that either, but I still find time to do the laundry. Isn't sex kind of the same, or are we just relying on something that may never happen? Maybe we should put it in the calendar. Maybe there should be a separate calendar just for fucking... <laughs> A fucking calendar. You know, I think that there's some people who hate this concept, and I think it all depends on the personality. There's some people who hear that and they feel like, well, then there's pressure, right? Like, what if in that moment I, I'm not into it? Uh, what if I need time to get into it? Uh, what if I don't feel well? Then I feel bad if we miss that window. I mean, hopefully you're in a relationship where you're where that's okay. You know what I mean? And you're comfortable with, hey, it's not going to happen. It was on the schedule or fuck the kids woke up 15 times. Well, fuck it. I got to go to bed now. Like right. it's too late. Like shit happens in life. Or oh, I fell asleep. Damn it. You know, like <laughs> anything could happen to people uh, at any given time. And that's fine. But it's good to know that for those who do schedule it in and maybe, I don't know, I'd be curious to hear if there are people who do have that schedule, like Tuesdays and Thursdays or Sundays, Sunday afternoons because the 
whatever, or their kids are always out on Saturday, so that's the day they do it. Or uh, it, it's it's interesting at least. But again, it's good to know the end result is still good, whether it is like a hey, fuck, I didn't realize we have forty five whole minutes here. Let's go. All we need is ten, <laughs> and we have a whole forty five. Let's do this. You know, it's good to know that that's still good, the spontane- spontaneity, but also that if you have to plan for it, and like I said, people's lives are busy. So if you have to plan for it, do it. No shame. Get it in literally and figuratively when you can. I want to know how detailed you go, because part of the, the beauty of scheduling it in advance is you'll make sure it gets done. If it's on the calendar, it's just one more thing that you have to do. And then you don't, have to, you don't have to look back at the end of the month and say, God damn it, we didn't have sex once this month. You'll be able to say, yes, we did. Oh. We did it on the 17th, the 12th, the 11th, the 9th. So if you're, Do you want to reward stars for at the end of the month? A loyalty program. A loyalty program. Swipe your card. Oh, that sounds bad, but, but funny. Because you could do that, but... The same way, even if you do have sex, at the end of the month, you could look back and say, yeah, I mean, we had sex like eight times, but it's kind of boring. It was just missionary. So this month, let's schedule out different shit. Like we're going to do like uh, doggy style Friday. And then uh, the second week, well, that's that's not a good time. Titty because, fucking Tuesday. Yeah. We'll do, <laughs> titty fuck Tuesday. Yeah, that's great. But there's lots of different ways that we can do it. Like, oh, 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 I'm on my period. So let's just schedule a hand job there. You know, like that sort of stuff. We can make all the calendars work and then have yeah. lots of variety peppered in there. I don't know there. about that. I like when you go in there, you don't know what's going to happen. It's like, surprise. Surprise. I didn't <laughs> shave my legs. <laughs> surprise. We just know something's going to happen. We just don't know what. It's very exciting. Like, what do you feel like doing? Where are you sitting? Where are you lying? Where are you standing? Where are you going? Which room are you going to? Okay. <laughs> Hide and seek? Fucking right. Let's do it. I like that, that a, little bit of, a little bit of surprise can be mixed in with the scheduling. <laughs> peekaboo like all kinds of fun games you could play but at least you know it's on the calendar it's happening <laughs> something's happening I just don't know what oh didn't know you were going to put it there this is a fun game <laughs> <laughs> the ultimate surprise Woo! Titty Fuck Tuesday is so much like <laughs> Toonie Tuesday from KFC back in the day <laughs> I don't know if I'm hungry or turned on you go and you get your two, you go and you get your chicken for lunch you get your tacos for dinner and then you go get your other ones <laughs> Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow. Chipotle is launching a spin-off restaurant called Farmesa Fresh Eatery. Mm. Damn, in 2023, even our restaurants are getting spin-offs. <laughs> yeah, both Chipotle and E. coli were like, we're expanding. Researchers have announced a major breakthrough in the field of male contraception. Men will soon be able to take a pill that will stop sperm from swimming for an hour. They tested the drug in mice, and after ingesting it, none of the mice got any women pregnant, so that's good. <laughs> they say their ultimate plan is to crush the pills up, put them into a tranquilizer dart, and hide in a tree outside Nick Cannon's house. So. <laughs> a Philadelphia Eagles fan was arrested on Sunday in Florida after he allegedly broke into a firehouse, peed on the carpet, stole a hat, and threw a knife at a firefighter, and then... He found out the Eagles lost. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it.